0: Welcome. This is Sean, Charlie, and Thomas. And you're listening to another exciting episode of
1: Sparkcast.
0: I almost was going to say the Sparkcast.
1: (laughs) I like the Sparkcast. That actually sounds fancier.
0: Yeah. So uh, today's episode, we're looking at season two, episode eight. Arise, Atlantis! Atlantis arise. what is what is it called? Atlantis comma
2: Arise!
0: Exclamation mark. That's what it's called,
2: which is kind of weird because they do make a point in the show to make a distinction between what is this place called Atlantica versus Atlantis? Like they acknowledge that there's there's the old legendary Atlantis, and then now this other place is going to be another legend, just like oh. Atlantis. Just wait till we get to that. Then I'll tell you the
0: story of the four Atlantises. Four throughout Transformers <laughs> canon. <laughs>
3: this,
1: this this has already so much going for it, this episode. I was actually really excited about it. An episode about Atlantis could not be more timely with current events. Have you guys seen the UFO like Pentagon uh, public hearing where they talked about like <laughs> the you know the things that they've seen in the air and coming well out yeah YouTube. they've started to be more open and like <laughs> yeah. releasing
2: like footage but and basically just saying we don't know you figure it out
1: so you're making me think of project blue book <laughs> that these things it is project blue book but okay there these things have been emerging from the ocean like the mm. unmanned uh <gasps> technology it's coming out of the ocean so i just assume hey that's that must be atlantis you know the atlanteans are going to take over at some point so yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of excited about about this whole thing
0: <laughs> cool so before we begin to brief things is the
1: the heroic autobots are led by optimus prime he's more than meets the eye
3: he's a robot in disguise
0: japanese differences I mean, granted, there's Generation 2, it's the 15th episode, who cares? So in Japan, they renamed Sub-Atlantica to Atlantis, and you can actually hear them saying this. That being said, it's weird that the title is called Atlantis Arise, even though in the
2: U.S. version, it's always called Sub-Atlantica. Yeah, it it is weird, and the Japanese people were like, this is dumb, it's just going to be Atlantis.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: It, one thing that the Japanese, I've noticed, do a few times to their episodes is add more walla dialogue where it's not needed or where they think it's needed. So when Megatron first blows up the rock behind the sub sub-atlanticans king and the, his minions, they squeak as they run away when it was completely silent in the U.S. version.
3: Funny.
0: And you can tell that in the Japanese version, they still use the U.S. dialogue of... The subatlanticans because the subatlanticans' dialogue is only English tuned up to where you can't understand it or backwards. I can't remember which one it is. And then they sped do up. it again. What's that? It's sped up audio. Oh, okay. So you can, okay, that's right. Because that's how I could tell it was still English because it was just sped up. And then when all the subatlanticans are screaming, it's all the Japanese dub added into it. Like, see, when Grimlock is ripping through the city, there's a lot more dialogue of them screaming in horror as they run away from the dinosaur, and their city blowing up. And then, uh, for the cuts, they cut Megatron and, the Discup, Megatron and the Decepticons hovering around while Soundwave collects his birds and them diving in the water to investigate the energy. Uh, it just cuts to them right as they leave the base going there. But that's only about 10 to 15 seconds, so I couldn't really find out where they cut the other 45 seconds. I actually spent too much time trying to compare them and could not see where they cut other stuff. Anyway,
3: Dark, excessive time liberty.
0: oh, God, I put a note here. Future Sean, edit this back. They actually cut out the part where Optimus is getting the warning from Bumblebee and Mega, uh, that Megatron's going to DC. And then they cut the part of them breaking through the barrier to get to DC. I mean, going under there before they turned on the barrier. Sarcasm, not appreciated. For the writer, this was written by Douglas Booth who previously wrote the Ultimate Doom Trilogy, along with Roll For It, Fire on the Mountain, Plague of Insecticons, and City of Steel, which we watched recently. Who wants to start with some random stuff they liked
2: and didn't like about this show? Me,
3: Grimlock, no like you!
2: Entire show? <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Hound. That's what I don't like about this show.
3: <laughs>
1: that's a deep point to jump in, Sean. Like, that's that's a deep Swimming pool? You no, sure I think he just means This up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you
0: didn't like... Uh, I, I like how it opens. Soundwave's just like, hey, check this out. And Megatron's like, how dare you disturb me to watch a travelogue? I was like, geez, got no patience whatsoever, do you? <laughs>
1: travel log. I love that. I love that line. That was the best.
2: <laughs> I don't even
0: think if, like, as a kid I even knew what a travelogue was.
2: Yeah. So... So I want to point out the main thing that bothered me throughout this episode, because it happened several times with rare consistency. The scale of the robots? No, that's just the series. <laughs> that's going Mer- back to what we don't like about the show and not this episode.
1: <laughs> King Mergle's or Nurgle's name? I can't tell if it's Nurgle or Mergle. <laughs> I think people keep saying something different.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, It's just the way that they communicate so they communicate telepathically. Yes, and I have yet, the
1: same. but they move their they, mouths. They always
2: move their mouths like they're speaking. <laughs> but then That's... when they talk to each other, they do the same animation except they don't move their mouths. Which
3: I oh, don't I don't
2: understand
0: what is going on there. They only <laughs> communicate telepathically to each other, I guess.
2: Ah, oh, now I get it. Well, no, they communicate yeah. telepathically so that everybody else can understand them. Ah. Oh. So, oh, okay. And then even though like... there's also, there were a couple of scenes where King Nurgle was, I guess, talking to himself supposedly in his head. Well, you would think it would be in his head, but apparently he's just speaking aloud, but projecting it <laughs> telepathically so that everybody can hear his inner thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, which I, the 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 lack of consistency with that was just confusing me so much. <laughs> so there actually
0: I th- that's what my question was too because Soundwave says he communicates telepathically, but we saw him move his lips and they have those emitting psychic waves, which at first because you only see it around the king, you think maybe it's his crystal and not really like the minions, but then you see oh yeah, when they attack the Autobots they're still speaking to them while they're having those energy waves around their head.
2: Yeah. I was, yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought it was okay. Well, maybe the King just speaks like that, but then, but then the minions do it as well.
0: Yeah. And it's consistent. There's always talking and the lines at the same time. So, but it's just Which like, is why? weird
2: Because you think with a show like this back in that time where they would be eager to save money on animation, wherever they could. And just like, okay, let's just have these lines that we'll just paste everywhere. And not actually animate the mouth, but then they actually go and animate the mouth when they don't need to.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had a complete still right there, you know, <laughs> like no animation whatsoever, just like a, yeah. a a picture of the sea king. And but then, then they
2: just... they they waste this money, even though they have a perfectly perfect lore reason to not actually do it.
1: <laughs> oh man, that was funny. That that was just so hilarious because um, the Decepticon seemed really impressed by it. Or maybe they're just stupid. Maybe he wasn't speaking to them telepathically, but maybe he was using his mind ray at the same time he was just talking to them.
2: <laughs> so I guess but, this point actually rolls into something else. I thought was kind of like, kind of weird and funny, uh, as a as a viewer. Where, so he tell I guess when he ta- when he talks with his lips, but also, well, I guess in this instance, he does not talk with his lips but he's talking telepathically to his minions. Not only does he talk telepathically, I guess the way that you know that he's speaking in the Nurgle type language, Mm -hmm. or I guess they're not Nurgle languages, subatlantic language. It's the sped up audio that we mentioned before, which I thought it was kind of funny and cool that I guess at first I thought it was like scrambled audio. Well, not scrambled. I thought it was just some weird, some kind of audio that didn't make sense. But if you listen closely, you realize, oh, they kind of say English words. So I slowed down the video, and I'm like, okay, this is just sped up audio. Like, he's speaking in just regular English, except it's sped up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just funny how Starscream Star points out that, like, it's scrambled audio or scrambled message or something like that, when it's just plain English. <laughs> and he tells Soundwave to encrypt it, not Megatron,
0: and Soundwave's like, all right, guess I'll listen to you. you that sounds like a good plan.
1: I heard it from the start. So for me, it was just hilarious, because after the other te- telepathy thing with the lips moving like i was already like you know this is ridiculous and then i get to that part and i'm like oh you just said put your weapons down but then they're like oh my god his language is scrambled we can't understand it <laughs> yeah like, that's really? right.
3: i
2: was <laughs> like well i i, I had just i had to rewind it a couple of times like they're acting like it's scrambled I'm like wait a minute i thought i just heard english and i did so i only made out the put the weapons away i couldn't figure out what he said after that
1: Yeah, it was enough, though. I was like, I I heard him order weapons down. Like, like, really? You guys can't understand that. Come on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then one more point that also Mm -hmm. ties into this, again, what I mentioned before, where, (laughs) well, it was was a weird scene, period. So Starscream's outside with Megatron as they go to kind of, like, attack DC. That We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later, but Nurgle goes back in, they're trying to, he's talking about like double crossing them or whatever. Somehow Starscream, Nurgle's walking back inside his base, but somehow Starscream is able to beat him from being further outside with Megatron, get back into the base, and then manage to hide around the corner before Nurgle makes it back inside. And then Nurgle's just doing his telepathic thing, just spoiling his whole plan by just telepathically broadcasting it out to i guess anybody who would have been nearby which is starscream in this case which i don't get because they already established that there's a difference between the Sub-Atlantican language which is the sped up audio and then there's a difference between what they translate to whoever else but in this instance he's talking to himself in the translated language so that starscream can conveniently eavesdrop on him
1: Thought totally should have been in sub Atlantic and shouldn't have been in English, but
2: yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: go figure. I'd,
0: and I'd like that one betrayal scene though, where you see the uh two scenes back to back where they're like, Megatron, why are we not betraying these people? And he's like, they still have a purpose, then we'll betray them. And then you go back to someone else questioning Nurgle, and he's like, why are we doing this? Ah, uh, don't worry. It's not convenient yet to betray him. So they're both just, like, ready to betray each other when the time is right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and both cool. they're both getting questioned by both of their, like, 2nd in commands, basically.
2: Which is funny, because I don't even think, I don't think the betrayal happened, actually. <laughs> because Nurgle still seemed like he was going to wait, and he didn't want to shoot Megatron until he was basically forced to just take a shot at both of them but then he didn't actually cuz then Starscream stepped in.
0: So Starscream did all this well meticulous planning and then screws it up at the very end so that
2: Megatron doesn't even know all the work he's done to help him. Well yeah, he yeah, Megatron doesn't <laughs> find out that he's going to get double crossed because it's, like everything just everything just goes falls to pieces.
0: Instead, it looks like Starscream is the one that caused them to lose because then he gets kicked in the Shen loses the gun, and then the gun is shot on Megatron by an Autobot. So it's like Starscream, it's your fault. And he's like, "But I was trying to to save you, Megatron." And he's just not having
2: it. Yeah, that is pretty funny. I, I didn't even really realize that, that. Yeah, he basically spent like almost half the episode just like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, actually, not
2: even half the episode. The whole episode, because he yeah. was he suspected them from the very beginning, <laughs> and then he
0: got caught. He gets caught and gets uh, trapped. And then when he comes back, he doesn't get back in time to warn Megatron because he's already fighting Grimlock at the time. Right. Yeah. So I was going to mention something quickly because this is the very beginning. Uh, I like how the scale, did you notice that Bumblebee is very small, wrapped around Grimlock's foot when they're playing football? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and, the, oh, and that the thing,
1: football game.
0: And this football game would be so dangerous. As a human to play against large metal robots, I mean, Grimlock almost snaps his jaws at Spike,
3: <laughs> like yeah,
0: he
2: killed him, yeah, I was that <laughs> I saw that. I was like, okay, what if Spike kept the ball what what were you going to actually do to Grimlock
1: <laughs> and then only Hound complains about it. He's like,, oh, it was so dangerous playing football with uh the Dinobots. Dino-bots. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be doing something else, like chasing down the Decepticons." <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, Spike, he was, that football suit he had on made him look massive, actually. It, it seemed out of place. I thought it was like, okay, is this a mechanical suit? But then as I looked closely, it was just a regular football equipment. But With his name on
0: yeah, the back. Yeah, he did look pretty hardy. With...
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the front, his name was on the front, and there was a an S on the back, I guess. Yeah, for you, you
0: can see where his future son will get his father's fashion sense and just put a giant D on his chest for his outfit he wears every episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no football jersey looks like that. <laughs> I, think I got that a little wrong. <laughs> oh, and,
0: and and speaking of scale, the arc is in the background, so you can see how large the football field is. This is not a human-sized football field. It is a football field on the same scale to fit Transformers. Can you imagine how huge that
2: football field is? Oh, not even just the regular Transformers, the Dinobots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean i don't even know the how the football that they had was massive
1: this is a little change because i had
2: it he threw it but then when they had the deflated one in the base it was massive
1: <laughs> yeah that's true i thought it was funny when hound catches the football as a jeep <laughs>
3: yeah oh yeah right. <laughs> it's the it's
1: the those are the best kind of transformers like faux pas <laughs> that i love it just was so silly he just throws it onto the windshield and it just sticks there it's like i got it i got it <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes like he runs he's a he's a jeep he could drive wherever he wants to but for some reason he drives right into um slug the tr- the triceratops face <laughs> with the ball
2: yeah it gets crushed
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man that that was just silly <laughs> yeah, so
0: I do want to mention something that was confusing. It's not really an animation error; more like planning and directing. I'm like, when did Spike goes on this mission to go underwater, right? With Bumblebee. With Optimus' permission, of course. And oh, yeah. when did Spike change into his regular clothes? <laughs> and, and how did Bumblebee empty the water from his body so that when... So, like, when they got to land, like, like, so so what did they do first? Do they first drive to Spike's house so he could get a change of clothes to get in his oh, awkward God. Oh, God.
3: And then in this the car,
0: is- then it's just open the door. Does he just let the water in while like let Spike change and then lets the water in because he's automatically in his, you know, trunk and thing that won't actually let him breathe because he's got that uh, thing yes, that, yes, that yes. Collects the water. <laughs> but he has a thing on the back of his right thing for actual breathing. So it doesn't so,
3: make
2: sense, art-type-wise. Yeah. There are, there were multiple scenes where, I don't know, they must have had a lot of material. They just made the cuts where they needed to make them. Mm-hmm. There are multiple scenes where, like the Starscream thing, where he's outside, but then he's all of a sudden inside before the other guy. There are multiple scenes in this episode where the timing of placement of characters does not make sense at all. Like It's contrary yeah. to a previous scene. But with Spike... Which is funny, because all of a sudden he's all covered up in the football suit, but then all of a sudden he's bearing it all. all he, he's just in a Speedo all of a sudden with his scuba equipment. But then, yes, he has on, I guess it's called a regulator that they put in their mouth so you can breathe underwater or whatever. Yeah, when You wear that, you can't really speak clearly. But yeah, he's just speaking like regular English underwater, like yeah. and then when no he, water when they, effect at all. And when they leave the water, he just
0: immediately gets out of the car with his regular clothes. I'm like, How'd you get dry? It's yes. like you left you had to open the door to get everything in. That means even your change of clothes would have been wet. <laughs> and then it happens
2: again at the end of the episode because he's <laughs> naked again at the end of the episode. <laughs>
1: The thing is, I think Spike just has an all-over suit with the Speedo Incorporated. It's just like a body suit that he slips on <laughs> over himself and oh my it's, it's just printed with, you know, like I can't his, imagine his own body. I can't imagine his name being, on the
0: back of that too. I can't imagine being a transformer and a human is just like, I'm gonna take off all my clothes and change the new ones while I'm inside <laughs> you. And you'd be like, What? No, that sounds very disturbing. Please oh get out God. of my car. <laughs>
1: Get out of my compartment. That that doesn't feel good. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Just cheeks all over those seats.
0: (laughs) So, one thing that's kind of funny is Megatron and the Sub-Atlanticans are working together. So they power the base. They give them basically Energon cubes or help them make the base even more powerful to the Sub-Atlanticans. Now it travels, and they don't know where it's going, so Bumblebee pulls out his giant grid laser-based GPS system. (laughs) It's just this giant screen in front of him that's a laser grid, and he's like, they're going to DC!
1: (laughs) I didn't even know, like, I didn't realize he was using something. I just thought he looked out to sea, and he was like, oh my god, they must be going to DC from the direction they're going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he used some (laughs) kind of GPS laser grid thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like... I like the locale, you know, like how they now. This is we can look at it and be like, okay, what is wrong here? Because we live in this area, <laughs> we know what this is supposed to be like. And I started. Looking there
2: was at one the- glaring oh, I glaring as, as a areas. person native to the area. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> what was that one?
2: <laughs> so I, I I thought it was kind of interesting that they were going to go to DC, and then not only was it DC, you know. I guess they were also in maryland because they're driving through to get to dc but as the autobots were on the highway they passed a sign that basically you know on the highway you see a sign that says the city is the different oh cities yeah yeah i saw day. that one
1: i, I paused so, to see mm-hmm. that one sign that kept flying by that you couldn't read fast enough and so there I, was a yeah.
2: there was an arrow pointing up that said next to it said baltimore
1: yep there was yep. an
2: arrow pointing to the left next to it said dc which yep. okay depending on where you are in maryland that would be normal but there was an arrow pointing to the right that said New York.
1: New York. Which, no. <laughs> Impossible. No.
2: <laughs> well, maybe so maybe
0: you're in New Jersey,
1: right? I got to say, I but was. But Baltimore would never though. be
2: above New York. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> I, I was impressed though, because I'm like, you know, maybe someone from Japan actually, you know, came to this area and they remember the cities at least that are, were on the signs, because that's what you normally would see. But yeah, yeah. That, that was totally crazy. It should have been, you know, New York at the top, north, Baltimore North, yeah, DC South or something.
2: So and I then, saw sorry, go ahead.
1: And then the Chesapeake Bay sign was
2: which was makes <laughs> sense because they're you know they're dealing with the Atlantic Ocean. So that is- yeah. Both Chesapeake Bay signs, right?
1: Oh no, I only saw one of them. So, so the one first of them- one
0: says Chesapeake with a P. Okay. Chesapeake Bay exit. And the next one. <laughs> says Chesapeake but under it says Bay exit so instead but the instead of a p it's now f so it's Chesapeake Bay
1: Oh yeah, no. I saw that <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I'd seen that. I got to go back and look now.
0: And when you get to DC you guys know what DC is like, right? You, with the 20-lane highways throughout oh. buildings that are you have to I guess every building has to be 20 lanes apart from each other. Oh god, I wish <laughs> I wish.
1: <laughs> I like I like how they were like, we're almost there and they're like in the the mixing bowl, there's like all these different <laughs> roads of like uh yeah, you guys are going to be there well.
0: <laughs> and I don't know where they landed. Like Megatron lands in front of The White House or the Capitol? I think he lands in front of the White House because he shoots the White House.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: I thought he was going to be like, we're here. Now let's take over their central government. But instead it's like, well, we're here now. And now we're just going to run into the city, even though the seat of power is right behind us.
1: Get so confused by what they were doing because it looked like, okay, they busted into the White House courtyard. And then, um, meanwhile, though, they set up. Some kind of dome. What was that dome called? Like a invincibility dome or something? Oh yeah, it's right. just like they some set, like set like that thing, thing up in like Alexandria somewhere. <laughs> it was like somewhere <laughs> totally different. I was like, <laughs> what? That happened like a second later. They weren't even anywhere near the White House anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I have no idea what the plan was there when they made the like force field. I don't know what they had closed. They had the Washington Monument oh, closed in. And then I don't know what else. It's just just so arbitrary.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I actually wrote down the landmarks that appeared in D.C. Other than, of course, the 495. (laughs) There's the White House. Uh, There's the Washington Monument. And I was like, was there a ring of flags around this in the 80s? Because it's not there now. But I'm
2: wondering if that's how it looked like in the 80s. I I think they do that sometimes. I don't know. They they don't do that all the time. But I think sometimes they do put up all the flags.
0: And then there's the Lincoln Memorial and the U.S. Capitol building. Okay, I didn't catch the U.S. Capitol building. I think they confuse the U.S. Capitol with the White House. I did see that where they are in relation to each other is
2: not the so i posted a still in our general chat yeah okay of uh as they were the autobots are en route to dc to kind of like stop the bumblebee you're driving over the line but they this this shot was very they must have rushed this because bumblebee and hound are pictured and what we're looking at they're in their vehicle mode and they are like completely like deformed bumblebee has like a flat back completely almost and in Hound, I don't know what's going on with Hound. He's supposed to be a Jeep, but this isn't a Jeep at all. It's all like completely hard top. And it's colored differently. And there's a ledge. He's got like some kind of weird like ledge step on the side of him. Yeah.
1: I think and it's, and it's um, just, like all honestly. Completely... <laughs> it's what? called a rush
2: job.
0: They had yeah. they
1: had Hound, but then they had uh what is the guy's name that has the it's like Ham was there and then the guy who has the was Hummer. There. The Hummer. Um is that Braun? Which guy is that? Yeah, uh, Braun is
0: there. Yeah. I, I was actually wrote Thomas, Braun is back, because I know you don't but like him.
1: There? But they're they're both <laughs> yeah. green and they look Jeep like. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes it was him and sometimes it was
0: well, he's green and yellow, I think, Braun. So. It
1: doesn't. It usually just shows it green, though. It doesn't have like much detail or anything. But but one's a Hummer <laughs> and one's a Jeep. And I think. Okay. Like, I yeah, really I think we're looking
2: up. at Braun, Yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I was getting really
1: mixed up too because so I'm like, oh, what the? Well, this I, I thought uh, doesn't similar.
0: Well,
2: who always has the
0: gas can on their back? <laughs> that's that's how. Uh,
2: well, Braun tougher, has right? a tire on top, and this is yeah, this has a tire on top. So I think
1: this okay. is Bron. Yeah. But why would they use two characters that look too much the same in the same episode? Well, they didn't have to look the same
2: if they made Bumblebee completely round instead of, like, a square on the back. Well, also, they would animate
0: based on the max number of people they could afford each episode. And so if this person voices this character, we'll make sure to also draw the other character in there that he voices in case he has lines of dialogue.
1: Oh, that would make sense, I guess.
0: Because they would always... Record together, but I think it maxed out at like six actors per episode hmm. Or something like that. It might have been seven uh, Or even eight, but I'd have to look back into that again So I wanted two things one that I'm just confused about and another that I thought was hilarious So eventually Optimus is like, oh, we're defeated. We need the, the Dinobots who we were playing football with earlier and Grimlock's just like uh He's like really pompous and annoying. Anyway, that's not what I was going to talk about. I was like, did he not learn his episode his lesson in the prior episodes where he almost betrayed them to Megatron and found out what a dick he was when the world almost exploded or something? <laughs> so, and so anyway, the funny thing is they're like smash smash the force field and and then it just zooms in to stegosaurus's face and he's just so happy to cause destruction his face is like the biggest grin and dumbfounded eye look and he's like yes i'm so happy and then just starts whacking the crap out of out of the shield
1: up with those dinobots like one thing i noticed about this whole episode is the dinobots and the transformers were just going back and forth like crazy. Like they were really pissed at each other <laughs> though. They were helping each other out, but it's like, a, I don't know if it all spawned for the football game, but they were all taking jabs at each other. They so weren't if,
0: helping each other do, out. Do you want to know why Charlie?
1: Um, why <laughs> they're,
0: they're eventually going to do a two-parter called desertion of the Dinobots. And they wanted to plant the seeds early of the Dinobots, not liking working with the Autobots.
1: Yeah, the for
0: season
1: 2 honestly seem like they're somewhere between Autobots and Decepticons. <laughs> they love destruction. They just want to go But they're not mess bad. Up. But they're not <laughs> yeah. They're just they're just, you know, dumb cavemen, I guess. Transformers are a little bit insulting to them. Like there's one point where Optimus Prime is saying to them to like, yeah, go out and act prehistoric. I'm like Dude, what is that supposed
2: to mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that to me that's the main issue is that the Dinobots are extremely dumb. <laughs> but the Autobots just they don't they don't care. They just like you are dumb and they'll tell them to their face and like treat them like crap because they are so dumb, which is like okay, don't make it worse because they're they're so dumb. You need to, you know, handle them a little bit better than you are. <laughs> I think
0: the Optimus autobus are is
1: the
0: jerks to them. Optimus might be the only one who treats them like you know correctly. I guess
1: no, he treats them like crap.
3: No, he, <laughs> he, I thought he, he was. Makes,
1: he makes jokes like about how they they suck, like and they're better. <laughs> like, what he did that all throughout this episode. Oh god, like, I oh, just well, not caught that. Thanks, thanks for finally showing up. And Which then, they um, don't suck, yeah, and they, and then... they
2: the, the Dinobots in this episode are great. I like the Dinobots, <laughs> and this episode is continuing to prove that they are the best. Because like like Sean was saying, they showed up and they just like you thought that they would have a harder time. Like I was like, oh, why would they show up? What are they gonna do to get through the shield? Like they're dumb. Like how are they gonna get through? But just That's beat true. the hell out of it and break through without any like hesitancy and like nothing holds them back. And then they come in and like. Grimlock is, is, is walking down Megatron. Megatron's shooting his cannon straight at him, and Grimlock just doesn't flinch. He picks him up and throws him across the street. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, the Dinovites, man, they, they are really just... They're just picks, too powerful. And then
0: he picks up Optimus, and he's like, huh, looks like you needed our help again, Optimus.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> the pompous stuff you were talking about. Yeah, they are getting very arrogant with how easily they can just beat up everybody.
1: <laughs> and then earlier, like optimus is on the ground he's like yeah thanks for showing up grimlock finally (laughs) and then grimlock's like well i'm just here to pull your diodes out of the fire again oh yeah (laughs) yeah you did say that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they've been they were going back and forth like that the whole time in this episode which is pretty funny (laughs) yeah
0: um so This is kind of funny. I imagine this conversation happening to Bumblebee and Spike. He's like, all right, Spike. I got to transform and start fighting Decepticons. Jump out of the car. I was like, what? He's like, do it now or you'll get crushed to death. Ah, jump. Because there's a scene where he literally jumps and
3: tumbles. It (laughs) seemed like it was the idea that Spike came up with. Because Spike's like, okay,
2: now do it, Bumblebee. And I'm like... Why Spike, why are you doing something so dangerous? There's no need for you to jump out of him like that. Just stay over here and let them do their thing. (laughs) Have
0: you ever have you ever seen Clerks the T V show? No, I haven't. No. Okay. There's a parody segment at the end of one of the episodes of Transformers? Yeah, because the end of the episode, the last two or three minutes makes fun of like a last minute job to finish the episode because they lost the original footage stitch something together really fast so it's Mm -hmm. just all these you know stereotypes but one of them is the characters getting into a transformer and driving to the event and then the uh the transformer transforms while the people are inside of it and you just hear ah squish and you see all the windows inside go red and just (laughs) stays red the rest of the time the auto the transformer's on screen i
2: mean (laughs) that's that's exactly what would happen (laughs) i mean they they separate in weird spots they twist at the torso like anywhere in that passenger compartment is getting destroyed
0: <laughs> so it just i remember when i first saw that i thought it was the most hilarious thing but yeah oh but uh back to something good though the art was really good in this episode at the end there's like shading on everybody in the final battle of the city like everybody's just shaded like really like like really well and it looks just really good.
1: I noticed especially
0: that. the one with Optimus standing up and there's shading and light reflecting off of him while the whole place explodes around him. I was like, "Geez, they aren't really picked up here from the DC fight."
1: <laughs> the story didn't have much to offer at the end. It was kind of like, "Yeah, but but I do remember it being visually pleasant. Like it was that was, that was the only good part, but <laughs>
0: The ending is funny. I almost imagine, you know how they're all floating after, because God, there's so much happening in this episode back and forth, like fight under the water, fight over here under the water. now with Autobots, Decepticons, Atlanticans and Decepticons. And then it's like fight in DC, then more fights in DC, you know, betrayal over here, Dinobots in DC. Now we're going back to the base and everybody's fighting at the base. And then it's like, then everything is exploding while we're fighting at the base. But I just imagine at the end, while everybody's swimming, there goes Sub Atlantica. Yeah. And all those people are now homeless or dead. Ha ha ha. Cut to credits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that wasn't just a base, that was their home. Like all it the other men, yeah. men, women, and children are now fucking fo- <laughs> dead or homeless.
1: Wait a minute, but were there any other real Sub Atlanticans besides the cronies we saw in The King? I'm like, I mean, it's a whole city, but you don't get to see anybody. They're not it, there.
0: They're running away in terror at the end of the episode because, you know, the Grimlock's coming in destroying
2: them.
1: It's just like um, when they show DC, there's one scene with people, and that was when they kind of busted into the courtyard of the White House. There was a lady with a red hat and blue necklace, and she looked horrified, and there was like three businessmen <laughs> And one sailor who were like, "Oh my <laughs> sure. god!" And that was it. Those were the only people we saw the whole time. Like, oh, wow, the whole city was pretty much deserted, except for a few cars driving in circles because they were confused by the transformers and oh. and oh, is and that right? When they destruction <laughs> did? They, were
0: the the were the humans there when they landed in D.C. and that was it? Like in the no, capital?
1: That's the only time yeah. you see them. Yes, right. so
0: they establish the humans then and then hope that you just think they're there in the background the rest of the time.
3: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: and basically you don't get to see anybody run. You don't see any carnage or destruction. There's no children that are screaming. Ah! No, but yeah, you just have to imagine all that.
0: Okay. You know, broadcast standards and practice would not allow a kid to be screaming in terror, okay? Because this is fun action adventure family
2: stuff. which is why at the end of the episode optimus basically says don't think too hard about the king killing all these people and self-destructing the base they'll show up again so he basically implies you don't have to worry that they're dead they're all alive they'll be back it's a cartoon no one dies (laughs) so sean i want you to kind of explain something to me was this just a one-off thing just just some one-off nonsense that they just spouted in this episode or is this some ongoing like Transformers lore, where, you know, Nurgle makes this ray gun that basically unmobilizes Transformers. So mm-hmm. he uses it on Ratchet, who was captured, and it's effective. Like, it's got him, like, knocked out. He's just lying, like, flat in the ground. He can't move at all. Mm-hmm. Starscream comes in. He uses it on Starscream. Starscream's able to move a little bit, but eventually succumbs. But he can still kind of move around a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so Nurgle mentions completely. that... Okay, yeah. maybe it doesn't work as well on Decepticons as it does with Autobots, which to me basically implies not only are they transformers, there's some a- an anatomical differences between an Autobot and a Decepticon, which I find hard to believe. Maybe <laughs> it's, it's genetic. You know, Decepticons
0: are genetic, like remember when the Insecticons left and they're like, "Oh man, they're, they're not one. genetic. They that's- can change sides, and they change it. I'm making a joke, because in a pr- past <laughs> episode, they're like, the Insecticons will just get back with Megatron again because of their whatever robotic genetics, you know? Oh, my God, the that's next, right. The next thing we know, we'll be measuring their skulls and, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out who's going to grow up to be a Decepticon and then toss them in the flame pits if they are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tree that was marked with a Decepticon logo. Unfortunately, the logo was the wrong color in that episode, which made me think that there was some kind of in-between race between the Decepticons and the Autobots. But it, they were really just Decepticons. The insecticons are naturally Decepticons, and yeah, I guess
2: they okay. belong
1: to the same heritage yeah, of robots. They- so. <laughs>
2: all right so i will chalk that up to just random nonsense for this episode that they decided to throw in i
1: I would be angry if they are genetically or not genetically different they are mechanically different than autobots That the vulnerabilities are different i'd be upset bumblebee and spike infiltrate the underwater city from just going underneath it and just swimming up into a pool yeah. How many times has that happened in like yeah. any type of movie? <laughs> yeah. About an underwater anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. It seemed like it was like the main thruster for that entire city because they were able to lift the city up out of the water and like propel it. It seemed like they were going up into where like the turbine basically would be stored. I was like, I don't I would never swim under there. <laughs>
0: yeah. The, the oh the so there's one thing that was really hilarious when Megatron first
3: gives them the Energon cubes to power the ship, you see a conveyor Yeah.
0: Every few seconds, it shoots up energy, and then the Energon cube just collects it. But the Energon cube is going over a conveyor belt. Why is the conveyor belt not getting destroyed by all the energy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Special, um... What do you call that material. It's Kevlar, um, <laughs> Kevlar, and titanium, and and it's uh, cooled obs- down obsidian, by the water. Yeah, um, obsidian water cooled. It's just um, uh, got a mirror finish. It, it reflects.
3: It
2: reflects
0: energy back. <laughs> now you guys are starting to sound like me, where I just make up BS excuses as to why this can exist. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> this this is heavy duty. Um, Decepticon equipment, you know, they they know what they're making. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Do you guys have any more stuff you like or didn't like about the episode before we go
2: to animation errors? I think I have one last point, which this is gonna not only is this what I thought was kind of weird and really what's wrong with this episode, this is also gonna go to what's wrong with the show. The Atlanticans are approached by the Decepticons. And they don't do anything. The Decepticons kind of come up to them and the sub subatlanticians are just kind of like wondering, like, okay, why are these people here? Are they going to do us harm like other people do? And then the Decepticons fire. So then, well, they don't fire. They prepare to fire. But then the sub is beat them first and fire back. So they criticize them first.
0: He he flies at them. Go ahead. Say it
2: again. Starscream flies at
0: them first because that's in my stupid moments.
2: Well, yeah, so they yeah, then they shoot him. So they moments. shoot him because he's getting ready to, to attack them first. The Decepticons <laughs> are getting ready to attack first, but the sub atlanticans sub like fire to stop him in like self-defense. And but they were basically criticizing the Decepticons, saying that like, okay, you are just like all the other land dwellers in that you always cause us harm. You come here and you cause trouble. But then. Later on, they they criticize them for attacking first, but then as soon as the, the Autobots show up, they immediately fire upon them. I'm like, okay, how did you all of a sudden just become so bloodthirsty? Like you're you're being hypocritical, saying that like all these other people are coming and causing trouble and shooting at you, but then you you, you meet somebody new and you just immediately shoot upon shoot upon them. Yeah, I think that just like yep, every one of these people, every species, basically are just bloodthirsty. From the humans in the first episode that attacked the Autobots with wrenches and tools to Hound to the Decepticons and now these Sub-Atlanticans.
0: And then they get so evil, they're like, yeah, we'll help you take over the city of power in in America with our giant ship.
2: Yeah, they wanted to enslave the whole world. I'm like, man, who hurt you?
1: (laughs) Majorly disappointed. I thought they were going to turn around that king, but yeah, just... I thought he had some good in him at the start, but yeah, yeah go figure. Uh, it, it was all gone with the Decepticons. Yeah,
2: he, then he said he wanted to enslave the world and he would blow up his entire people.
1: <laughs> now, that didn't make any sense to oh, me Oh yeah, that like,
2: was, Yeah, like, I didn't uh, understand why he was doing that.
1: Yeah, like, no, well, nobody should ever take us over, so I'm just going to blow us up so there's nothing left. Yeah, he, myself.
2: He, he basically implied he would rather commit suicide or self-genocide <laughs> than have somebody else wipe them out first. <laughs> <laughs> that just made that no
3: sense. <laughs> God. Yeah,
2: that was uh, that was some weird stuff right there.
0: Animation errors. I think Thomas already mentioned this. Starscream doesn't fly to he? See. But then is there for the, I don't think he's there for the first battle, but is at least there for the landing or something? Or no, and then he's somehow back at Sub
2: Atlantica to sneak around. I guess what is it? Sub Atlantica flies to DC. I guess they're at the water. Megatron and some of the other Decepticons leave. But then, yeah, Starscream is, is back inside somehow. But I mean, I guess if he's there right there at the water, I mean, he's a flyer. He could probably yeah. get to the battle pretty quickly. Because I don't think he actually lands with everybody at DC. He but
0: doesn't, then after he's, But then after he's struck by the gun, suddenly he's able to get back to DC quickly. I, oh, yeah, because the Dinobots blew up the barrier so he could get into DC
3: now.
2: Okay, yeah, that's right. He was hit with the ray, so he shouldn't be able to do anything. And he's disabled. He can move slowly, but all of a sudden he can just fly and fly all the way to DC and get in a fight because the, the the gun isn't destroyed until after he does all his stuff so they just yeah. completely skipped over that or and maybe did, it's that auto maybe it's the decepticon anatomy maybe the ray wears off <laughs> yeah that's what i was just gonna ask how did he get
0: back we never see him getting healed
3: yeah or anything that's, like they that.
2: completely just skipped over that yeah
0: for other animation errors when wheeljack is trying to stop nurgil from blowing up the city As soon as he stops, all the details on Wheeljack's legs just vanish. And he has just outlines around his foot, and that's it. (laughs) It's like all the extra details that usually are on his uh, foot foot and knees and thighs all just completely vanish as if they had just done the in-betweens and then forgot to add the details for that scene.
1: Another spot, too, where they just forgot the outlines were just wiped out for some reason. Like, somebody erased them. um wait sure where was this happened. is the
0: different one
1: i don't know if, it was probably in a different place um i have to look for it it was weird because it just was a place where it was just it just looked like crap it looked like <laughs> okay what happened here where are all the lines i could see what the shapes are of the characters but it started to come together you know after a second it just kind of broke apart for a while <laughs>
0: One another thing was funny is in the beginning when they go oh, it's an underwater city, it cuts to the Decepticon base instead of actual SubAtlantica before going back to them under the water and then like staring at what you think is their ship. They just left
2: out of before actually showing the city. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up cuz I noticed that and I <sighs> You know, I'm not a Transformers expert with the imagery, and, you know, there's so many errors, and stuff always changes visually, so I, I just get confused sometimes. When I saw that, I was like, that's the Decepticon base, but then it was quick. So then, then they actually show a little bit more of the actual Atlantica, and I'm like, okay, maybe they, maybe I just didn't see. It. Maybe it was just a bad angle, but yeah, that did just look like the Decepticon ship, which is also underwater, right? Yes. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and,
0: and I already mentioned previously the Chesapeake and Chesapeake lane and DC somehow having, like, I looked at the lines. There was almost 20 lanes. 20 lanes. The <laughs> buildings, they just didn't want to <laughs> do anymore. It's like, this is so hilarious. Before they turn on the shield, the sky is actually pink in a little area because they accidentally used a frame of animation earlier as they were flying into the dome before they turn it on and actually used the wrong background first from after they turned it on, but used it before. So that stood out to me when I first watched it. I was like, why is the sky so pink right here? And then they turned the force field on. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't get that one. Did you guys have any more, Charlie, Thomas? No.
1: I can't think of any besides the mouth moving with the telepathy <laughs> <laughs> i mean it looked like they were there were words there it was definitely yeah. meant to have word speaking but I, they could have just been moving arbitrarily <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't. the
2: lack of consistency the between here. the telepathy communication yeah whether they're using lips or the sped up audio or nothing
1: yeah Yeah. are are they talking or using telepathy because they're doing both they're (laughs) using their little beam coming out of their heads and they're Mm -hmm. moving their mouths (laughs) at the same time Reverse ventriloquism
0: (laughs) for retcons in a future episode of season two we're going to encounter mermaids. Yay! And in the future (laughs) Japanese shows, the first one, Headmasters, has an abandoned continent lost to the sea called Lumeria, which the Decepticons use as a secret base. And then in the second show, Super God Master Force, one of the pretender Decepticons is actually sealed inside Atlantis itself and breaks free in the first episode. And in the third show, Victory, we'll see an abandoned Atlantis that somehow still has energy in it that the Decepticons want to steal from. So four Atlantis's, only one with people still living in it.
3: And that's not counting the manga, which I think also has an Atlantis. I'm not sure. I didn't feel like reading all that just to look for it
1: least look the same, or are these all four distinctive Atlantises that look different?
0: Oh yeah, they're all four completely different shows, and they're all supposed to be completely different places. Though, two of them are actually Atlantis. The Master Force and Victory both actually are supposed to be Atlantis. Whereas Headmasters, it's Lumeria, which is totally not Atlantis, right? It's just another continent that was lost to the sea.
1: I think it's okay that this is called Atlantica in this episode. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to encounter another underwater something. It's best <laughs> if they name them differently. Hey,
3: boys, we're going to be movie stars.
0: So, did anybody think there was a main character in this episode? Yes. I only remember Spike and Optimus from the De- Autobot side and sometimes Bumblebee and Wheeljack, but it focuses so much on the Decepticons and random Autobots and Sub Atlantica
2: drama. The main character in this episode was Spike Speedo. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> hey, hey,
2: hey. I actually wrote Spike is everywhere,
0: but I don't think he did a single thing in the episode.
1: Huh? Yeah, not really. I think they're trying to like Bumblebee was trying to be the main character and he has a you know a little bit of bravado in this where he tries to be a hero. Like, he does a couple of tackles, and I think... Who
0: saves Wheeljack? Is it Bumblebee or Spike who helps save Wheeljack when he's... Or Ratchet when he's paralyzed? Uh, It was Bumblebee. Bumblebee and Spike were together. But I don't know if Spike did anything, or was he just there along for the ride again?
1: Well, Bumblebee tackled Starscream, I think, and then Spike actually helped Wheeljack get himself together, you know, with his mechanical Uh, skills. Right. I
0: was thinking that I was like, yes, Spike finally did something. He's but, not useless.
1: But Bumblebee was his attacks were so boring. He did like two different tackles at two different times. Mm-hmm. And now I see I was like, mm, now I see why the football game was at the beginning and why that was significant. It was just like that taught him how to- <laughs> It taught Bumblebee how to be brave and attack, you know, You're by just, tackling. Just so.
2: amazing writing just we went over right <laughs> over our heads. <laughs> you see some more there than I did because
1: <laughs> he goes right for the legs. He like does a leg tackle thing on each. I know what that's called in football, but it just looks like, OK, he's doing football tackle.
0: <laughs> so I actually wrote that the main character was possibly Starscream because it focuses on him trying to prove to Megatron the entire episode that the sub cannot be trusted, even though Megatron doesn't care because he already plans to betray them in the future anyway. And basically this episode could be called Starscream's Failure, because it's all this build-up to him just finally fumbling through and failing when he finally gets the chance to prove himself. <laughs> so that's Megatron why I think- calls him
1: a dribbling dirt bucket
0: so I, I i feel like starscream is the main character on this one it would be his second main character probably episode but i don't know if you guys do you guys who i think mean nurgle
2: king nurgle would probably be Oh yeah, that he, i mean ratchet was on his way to being the main character until he basically got knocked out for a quarter of it i don't even remember him being there that much well was it ratchet or no not ratchet what yeah
0: was it no Wheeljack. jack jack okay and then, uh, yeah, Starscream, Nergal. Does Megatron have a lot in here, or is he just because he's a leader, he's always doing stuff?
2: Um, it, it is a kind well, of yeah. He's, doing Megatron, stuff. yeah. he's basically leading the effort to power up the base and the charge or the 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 the, the um, attack on DC.
1: He had some good one-liners. Like, there's a part where he took Lincoln off of his memorial seat and then <laughs> he used it as his throne, and he's like. This throne was made for me. <laughs> but
2: I didn't um, realize that that th- those were two separate pieces. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't either, but but wow, he, he sure did set Lincoln down gently. It didn't look like he threw him or anything. It's like Yeah, All yeah. Right, he, out of he my respects way
2: next history. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think deep uh, broadcast Never <laughs> <The> Lincoln monument. <laughs> They actually reused that, I think, in in All hill Megatron. I think he actually sits on there again during that comic storyline <laughs> when he takes over the 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 USA and most of the planet because the Autobots aren't there. So, what do you think? Starscream Scream and Nigel—is that the Nurgil, Is that the consensus or some of Megatron too?
1: I was trying to have a few lines in there telling people not to destroy history, you know, while they're <laughs> shooting <laughs> at things. But yeah, I don't know. It was- did this really focus on anybody? Everybody was just all over the place. Just, mm. it was so, um yeah, I would definitely go with maybe King Nergal just because we saw so much of him. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. It's got to be at least two to approve it, Thomas. Yeah, Nergal. So Nurgel, the one, the character that shows up just once is the main character of this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not Grimlock? You know, all the he was talking the whole
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> he only shows up at the end as a doc. Well, no, he's not a Dust ex machina because they built him up in the beginning when he was playing football. He didn't just come up out of
2: nowhere in act three. Why does he keep coming back to that football game? Like, both of you are saying that, like, this football scene was integral to the plot of this episode. <laughs>
1: Oh, it, it was all—all all the one-liners just referred back to that football game. So. We'll,
0: we'll just wait till they play basketball, and we'll see if it's just as to a plot
3: when that happens.
1: <laughs> oh God, that's awful! I bet they could. That's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, God, Dinobots versus um, Autobots. Whose side are you on?
3: Uh, Autobot side
1: and with the DinoBots.
3: Uh, I'm on the side whichever side has courage. <laughs> uh. energy, energy!
0: Megatron's energy. So technically the plot for Megatron was he wants to steal SubAtlantica's energy for himself, but not before he gives them some but the technology to actually mine the energy themselves to use for their city, so that he can then conquer the Earth with them first. And I guess once all of Earth is conquered, then you can just take all the energy you want. So... Or at least starting with America. And you know what? The energy is still there at the end. The subatlantic and city was blown up while it was trying to flee DC. So that energy pit is still out there. Megatron to just could just go over there all the time and get extra energy for himself. Especially now that there's a city not there,
2: protecting it so i think he probably wouldn't be interested in that for the same reason why he didn't immediately like turn on the sub Atlanticans. he was basically using them for free labor like he was going to use them to basically take over the world because there were so many more of them <laughs> than <laughs> than the septic guys so he's like okay le- i'll let you do most of the work and then I'll 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 take over
1: so Funny, I mean, they're both think thinking wants- the same thing. Like <laughs> the Decepticons will take over DC, and then we'll just come and knock the Decepticons out of the way and and take over <laughs> the the world from DC. <laughs> but, yeah, go figure. Great plan, guys. Great plan.
0: Yeah, and then uh, I like how Nergal's plan was like, "Well, we'll betray them after we invent some technology to betray them with." Starscreams, blunders, and other stupid moments. The first thing I have is how did Spike and Bumblebee not warn Optimus in time? They follow Nigel into, into the city. He walks in and they follow behind him to get into the city. It cuts to him about to shoot Optimus, but Bumblebee is now transforming and driving through the city as if he has to go really, really far away when they were just right behind the guy. Anyway, and now it's time for Starscream's stupid moments—a four-part series. Four-part series? What? Okay, <laughs> part one. Like <laughs> when the Decepticons first see Subatlantica, Starscream goes, "A city!" I ride right at it. I <laughs> get shot. Gets <laughs> shot. Doesn't even have a plan. Part two. Soundwave is like. His mental power is great. And Starscream is, but not as great as my firepower. Is <laughs> immediately hit by a human-sized gun from one of the king's troops and falls over. <laughs> Defeated by a human-type weapon. <clears throat> Part 3. Sound waves like Autobot Detective. So Starscream says, and quickly eliminated, and immediately gets... <laughs> He uh, gets a tri-spear chucked at him, and he crashes. <laughs> so the opposite of what he stated would happen. I even, like, as soon as he said that line, I wrote, Sean waits for something bad to happen to Starscream, and then it happened right after I finished writing that sentence. Um, part four. <laughs> Starscream knows this king of sub will betray them, sees the immobilizing ray, on Wheeljack, and simply demand
1: demands the king surrender the weapon while he's holding it. And he just promptly gets shot.
0: <laughs> and gets immobilized. Oh my god. <laughs> All that subplot and build up for nothing. You had it. You had the information. And instead you're like, that guy has the gun that could injure me. Guess I'll <laughs> confront him while he's holding it. Oh, that's it. That's my... I think you, missed,
1: you missed the prequel. There is that's uh...
2: enough. That's
0: enough. <laughs> no, no, no. The
1: <laughs> first, the first thing that happened was the, the most classic, stupid Star Scream to oh happen at the beginning of the story. starscream and in jet formation runs right into some kind of force field surrounding the landing in city, and then Megatron yells out of that. Brushing ahead blindly is for dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was my first one. I just forgot
1: um, exactly oh, okay. how
0: it happened. So yeah, thanks for expanding on that.
1: <laughs> but but that was funny. Did you say that? Did you talk about the one with the where he? Um, well, they were talking about how um, King Nurdil was talking telepathically, and his mental power must be obviously so great. That's what Soundwave like was saying starscream steps up and he's like not as great as my firepower or something and he shoots a shot that ricochets back and just knocks him down on the
2: ground charlie are you doing this on purpose you're just trying to make me upset we have to we got to double back and reiterate <laughs> these points. no
0: i remember i remember <laughs> starscream pulled his gun and then the human fired at him before starscream could even fire right yeah he shot him before yeah <laughs> yeah because Starscream was busy blabbing instead of taking action. All right, sorry, Thomas. I know that was painful for you. Next segment.
1: <laughs> no more Starscream. What All about right. other stupid moments?
0: Uh, did, uh, that's if you guys have any other stupid moments out there to, that you just have to get off your chest. This segment is a stupid moment.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. I'm looking here at your notes. I would want to know if the Sub-Atlanticans do appear again.
0: Uh, no, they never do. They're gone. Nobody cared about them.
2: They just replaced them with another uh,
0: another Atlantis.
3: Atlantis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for our character spotlight, because we don't have any more characters for Season 1, and Season 2 characters have not started showing up yet, I was going to show you guys this awesome commercial for two things, the Tyco Transformer Racing Set and the Tyco Transformer Train and Battle Set are these awesome toys that you would want as a child. If you guys want to watch the first one, the Electronic Racing Set commercial. Matron, the Autobot on the alert for Freezon,
3: the, More than meets the eye.
2: Up ahead is that the enemy in disguise. If it is, two can play this game. And the chase is on between Natron and Freezog in one form or another. Transformers, more than meets the eye. In Transformers Racing, now turn off the lights and your Transformers race into a whole new universe
3: of night glow. Transformers Electric Racing by Tycho, of course. Jeez, this is terrible.
1: <laughs> I don't understand why you would want the Transformers to stand up while racing. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: it feels like they would fall over.
1: Yeah, uh, and
2: you know that's not very aerodynamic to just have this giant plank on top of your car.
0: But it's funny; <laughs> is I had that guy squishing his thing in his hand. I was like, "Wait, I had that because I had a Tyco racing set. It wasn't Transformers, but I had." Well, this yeah, one, I've had
2: I... this race. That race car, you know, the electric car track, just a circuit that you buy and you basically hold the, you squeeze the trigger and make the car go. They spin around. and stuff. When I was on a
0: table and it, and it had this giant thing that went on the wall as a loop. Because sometimes if you didn't hold the thing down, they would just get stuck on the wall, and it would be funny to be like, "Ha, you left it on the wall!" And then you try to power it up there, and yeah, sometimes, you sometimes you they're,
2: they're they go too fast to the turns and they fall off the tracks and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, well, this is just because like you would have to give
0: it to a lot more energy to get off the wall to get back onto the regular track.
1: At least it was one of the rubber band tracks. And if you had any toys like that, like micro machines thing where no. you kind of pull it back or a spring, spring activated. Thing.
0: Oh, but and this one glows in the dark. That that element is kind oh, of yeah. cool. I didn't see that.
1: I do like the glowing. Yeah. That that was where it was at back in the day. Like everything had to glow in the dark. <laughs> These are what?
2: terrible toys. It <laughs> looks like they made up these two transformers just for this racing thing. Well yeah, they are made up. I, I was it freeze on? what's the other ones called? Uh race on. Race on
1: Oh wow, really?
2: Well, one's a car and he races, so he's race on and let's just make a blue one and call him Freeze On. <laughs>
1: Go figure.
2: It's so weird. Oh,
0: natron and freezor. What
2: what does natron mean?
0: I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's neutron, and the guy said it wrong.
1: Sounds Japanese.
0: Yeah, and then there's the electronic train and battle set you can also buy if you guys want to watch that real quick. The Decepticons are invading
3: your command post. As they storm the power station, you counter-attack with a new secret weapon you control a speeding Transformers
2: train that's more than just a train. As every car transforms into a Hawk Fighter, Weapon Center, Proton Laser, Search Mode Switch.
3: And ready action! And in position to cut off the
2: enemy's escape. Your Hawk Fighter attacks with supersonic speed
3: and saves the power station. You won today, but will you be ready tomorrow? Transformers Electric
1: Training Battle Set
3: by Tyco, of course.
1: That's really stupid. <laughs> I
0: was like, the train thing is kind of cool. How it opens up and becomes a space shuttle with wings. I was like, okay, that transformation is kind of cool. What I, I don't understand
2: is like this. This is an extensive set. I mean, it comes with the yes. train that ch- yeah. they change to a plane and all these other accessories with it. Like, so kind I of. I like track. all
1: the stuff. I mean, just folding little things out and so little, why, bouncing little guns, but the, it looks dumb, like the whole They make <laughs> overall all these thing. toys
2: and put this in this box set. They're asking people to pay a bunch of money, because this is a lot.
1: That looks like it's why, 400 bucks. <laughs>
2: why? How is this just knockoff stuff? It has the Transformers name on it, but none of this is Transformers stuff, really. Except the, tr- the train. But, like, why? why wouldn't they have, like, Astro Train or Starfire or something like why is this all just made up knockoff stuff
0: it's also licensed to Tyco so they're probably just giving them the permission for the name not for the actual the Transformers name and not the actual characters themselves that's weird because Tyco is not actually owned by Hasbro so they were probably just some kind of thing to keep the brand going because they didn't know how to make their own race
2: tracks and train things and stuff like that I mean, did Hasbro decide to do the animation for them? Because it looked like that looks like the little Transformer cartoon that they had, yeah. Set up. Which also it, it starred two made-up Transformers, which are not anywhere in this set. That's what made me think they didn't have the license
0: to to that. But here you go, Thomas. If you want the Tyco Rest Racing set, it is three hundred and fifty dollars on eBay. Of course. <laughs>
1: The original price, it, on. it would have been, because there was this Lego set that I wanted. Like, um, it's called the Lego Flight Set, and it had like this monorail track and all this stuff. I, I, it's like a whole airport, just all kinds of stuff. And that was four hundred bucks in the Sears catalog. I knew I was never getting that. I marked it as like, you know, a Christmas thing I wanted. <laughs> like, I circled it. <laughs> That's what my mom would do. She'd buy things. She'd get things for me that I want it from the Sears catalog or the JCPenney catalog. (laughs) But yeah, I I knew I was never getting that. (laughs) It was just way too expensive.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, Thomas, (laughs) that was the one I had. You just shared for me the one I actually had as a child. Okay, I was about to say, is this the one that you you had? That is the one I had. you described it, I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen the ones that go up. It it was super cliffhangers. It had a loop and a thing for the wall and all that yellow stuff in there. (laughs) And I'm erasing it all the time with my sister. That was the thing I had. And oh my God, it's $369. Why would you do that? Just buy one of the newer ones. Like... Just because it's old, you know what? Screw your nostalgia. I'll go buy the Sonic one I shared for you. Okay, but Even the new ones this,
2: the new ones are going to produce that, that electronic smell that you're looking for, like the old ones will.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the fun. burning smell. Yep, <laughs> mm, Burning.
2: You know what? I'm just going to wake up
0: early and go to some yard sales and see if I can find stuff like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love to play with that. It looks awesome.
2: I mean the only toy that I would want to play with from way back in the day that I always coveted it was was the Crossfire little set, the board game or whatever. I don't even know is it a board game? I guess it's Crossfire. it's, yeah, it's a, a
1: board game.
2: You have a bunch of little marbles that you put and you shoot the um like spinning it's like it's a top that's attached yeah. to a ball bearing and it spins. Thomas. Were you
0: not yep. at my place when we played that for game nights? Oh, uh, I don't think so.
2: I, I, no, I don't think so. I haven't I think played. I had Crossfire it out ever. like for a party once. Like, oh my god, I I went, I, I want to play that and have fun for life. It's in my basement. I got all the marbles, two and then never want to think about it again.
1: <laughs> Crossfire looks boring.
2: It, it's a terrible game. It's not fun. The, it looks the, like
1: Hungry Hungry Hippos in reverse. Hungry, Sorry.
2: Well, yeah, there's just marbles just flying all over the place. And then the disc thing that you shoot at will always get stuck on the sidewall and won't move. Okay. It, it was. A, it's not a good game. Hungry Hungry Hippos, I like.
1: You should play Mousetrap. Now, that's a good game to go oh, back no. to.
2: Mousetrap sucks.
1: <laughs> Grape Escape.
2: All right. Uh, what, we we got to end this episode. We've been going forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe this will be used as a bonus feature. Not 20 additional <laughs> minutes of talking from us. All right. yeah, it, it, we talked it, about it, a
1: lot of off-topic here.
2: Give us an ending, Sean.
0: Alright, thanks for listening to this episode of
3: SparkCast. And sign out, this is Sean, Charlie, and Thomas.